Should the New York Jets consider some veteran free agent help at quarterback? Maybe Colin Kaepernick even? We're going to talk about that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Football fans, welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Today's show is presented by Prize Picks. It's Crossover Thursday, so make sure that you go to your favorite NFL team's Locked On show and check out some behind enemy lines information for a Crossover Thursday. It's excellent. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/lockedonNFL. Use that code. Locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Alex, on today's show, we're going to talk about some free agent quarterback options for the New York Jets. We're going to preview Thursday night's matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we are going to talk about the best games of week two. Thank you guys for making the Locked on NFL podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, NFL content all year long, on all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On NFL podcast. But Alex, diving in here, I said it a little tongue-in-cheek at the beginning of the show, but apparently Colin Kaepernick's representation did reach out to the New York Jets. He operates around that area of the country, so felt like it might be a good fit. Just quickly, do you think that there is any any possibility whatsoever that Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played in the NFL since 2016, gets an opportunity with the Jets here. My representation reached out to them also, asking about my availability. Colin Kaepernick, I saw this on Twitter. This is the best, this is the culmination of everything Colin Kaepernick, uh, uh, you know, timeline-wise. The last time Colin Kaepernick played in the NFL, Kevin Durant was on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, so it's been a long time. No, I don't. Can we talk about quarterbacks that can actually play now, yes. please? Yes, yes. Understandable, understandable. All right, well, for me then, I'm going to list off a couple of options. Tom Brady yeah. has apparently said, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing it. So with that being said, do any of these options present a better answer for the Jets than Zach Wilson? Carson Wentz, Colt McCoy, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles. Do any of those guys no. represent a, a better winning option than Zach Wilson? Maybe Joe Flacco because he was there most recently, but that Cole McCoy couldn't huck it as the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think Cole McCoy in a bigger spotlight, never really right. being a starter in this league, aside from, you know, a small state of Washington and then, you know, here mm-hmm. and there in New York and other spots, Cleveland. No, there's one name though, Tyler, that I like. That's been mentioned. A guy that's done this before. He's is it a trade candidate? Younger, huh? Is it a trade option? Yes. Okay. Well, hold on one second before okay. you do that, because I just want to say out of that list, because I I like where you're going with this, but I just want to say out of that list, for me, it's not Flacco. For me, it's Carson Carson Wentz, who's also the youngest guy out of those options. Yeah. Look, Wentz isn't great. He's going to create turnovers. He's going to hold the ball. All of that stuff, that's true. But I I believe that Wentz can push the ball down the field and play quarterback in the NFL. 
better than Zach Wilson can. And he's not decrepit. He's 30 years old. He's not 37 like Matt Ryan, 36 like Colt McCoy, 38 like Joe Flacco, 34 like Nick Foles. Wentz still has a little bit of athleticism to him. So if it were me, I would at least bring Carson Wentz in and let him compete with Zach Wilson because when Wilson came in, they were like running three tight end sets, literally just trying to run the ball. They were scared for him to throw the football whatsoever. I know they're scared when Carson Wentz throws the ball, but he could still actually throw it a little bit. So I would consider Wentz, but I think the better route to go if they want to replace it is a trade. So you tell me who's your number one trade candidate for uh, for the Jets that you were getting ready so, to get into. Sure. So it should be mentioned first that Chase Daniel, they did float the idea of Chase Daniel. I believe they reached out to him who had retired after last season. Yeah. He'd be an Phillip interesting Rivers, maybe? He's, Huh? <laughs> Philip Rivers. Rivers. Well, so it's funny because the reason why Tom Brady ain't coming back is because the offensive line's terrible. If the offensive line yeah. was Denver's offensive line when Peyton Manning went there, he may right. be a jet already. Like, an, that, yeah. I mean, let's talk about the most all time I'm better than you move is Aaron Rodgers goes down terrible. You never want to see that happen. Tom Brady comes in and they win a Super Bowl. It's just mm -hmm. like the, the salt in the wound. But for me, it's Case Keenum. I, know, I saw that name floated in. You probably get what a sixth round pick. Houston would get a sixth round pick. They've already got a couple quarterbacks mm -hmm. there. Case Keenum right. has played adult football in a backup role and right. won games. And I think it checks yeah. the box unless you want to make a massive move, which they can't really, I would assume, with the amount of money right. they're paying Aaron Rodgers. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like a guy that has a floor high enough to get Garrett Wilson the ball, to hand the ball off to the two running backs, to be a little bit elusive enough behind that mm -hmm. offensive line and give the defense a few enough short fields to warrant him coming in and being quarterback, it could be a lot worse than Case Keenum, who's 35, but he's done it before, multiple yeah. times in a backup role. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's a pretty good option, especially with having Davis Mills there in Houston. It's not even like, you know, it's, it's going to be something that Houston can't afford to do or wouldn't do. Right. I want to name one other trade option candidate that the Jets could call about if they want. Ryan Tannehill. Come oh. get him, Jets. Do it. <laughs> He's a veteran, baby. And his former offensive coordinator from last year, Todd Downing, is the passing game coordinator. And the offensive line coach in New York is Keith Carter, the former offensive line coach for the Titans last year. So there's familiarity. Come on, Jets. You know you want to do it. Anyways, we're going to move along, talk about the Thursday night football game because there is some football to be played tonight. The Vikings against the Eagles. We're going to preview that matchup in just a moment. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off. By using the code locked on, that's code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Promo code locked on. 
All right, Alex. You know what time it is. Thursday night football. Here we go. We got the Vikings who just lost. I think they were at home against the Buccaneers. Fell to 0-1. The Eagles fought a tough game against the Patriots in week one, but moved on to 1-0. I feel like both of these teams are better than they played in week one, but I mean, if the Vikings are getting torn up by Baker Mayfield in the passing game of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what do you think the Philadelphia Eagles passing game is going to do? What are your concerns here? How do you see this game playing out? It's going to be fun. This is a fantasy yeah. football explosion. Like, this is what right, you want right. on Thursday nights is like everything. This is eye candy, everything. This is everything you want out of a matchup on Thursday night. Now, with actually pertaining to real football and stats and scores and standings, if Philly blows them out, there's trouble in River City in Minnesota. Now, I picked Minnesota yeah. to win the division. I still think right. that the NFC North can be won. It is going to be a muck fest when games really come down to mattering, unless you trust yeah. Jordan Love to take them to 12-5 and five and win the division. You don't trust Detroit right. yet. They got to do it again. Chicago's in shambles. So even if they start 0-2, it's not the end of the world. But, and this is something that you and I talked about. We talked about this with Stephon Diggs in Buffalo. This will be a conversation in Minnesota. We, mm -hmm. I'm Clay Stradamus. This is what I do here six months before <laughs> things happen. They haven't done an extension with Justin Jefferson. He's going to want $30-plus plus million a year. So if they lose and Kirk Cousins continues to be only good for two quarters a game, there is going to be trouble in River City before he gets that extension, whether it be he won out or it's like pick me or Kirk. So that's something for the future. of this. this is a big game for them to put up a lot of points, get Justin Jefferson in the end zone. He had stupid numbers last week, even yeah. though they lost. But they got to start winning games. Justin Jefferson is not going to be very happy. And this is a massive game for them to win, not just for 2023, but for the future as well. Yeah, and you look at Justin Jefferson last week. He went nuts in the first half, yeah. had over 100 yards, but then had less than 20 yards in the second yeah. half. And there was small, a... Right? Yeah. Yeah, and th there, there was a video where Justin Jefferson is on the sideline, and man, he just looks absolutely miserable. And the yeah. Vikings are six-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Honestly, I would I would probably go with Philadelphia on that one if I had to pick something right now because I just don't trust. It's funny. One of the conversations that everybody had in the offseason was that the Minnesota Vikings were going to regress. They won a lot of close one-score games, and they're just not going to have that luck going forward. And that's been such a conversation that even them as a team have had to talk about that and say that they're not going to fall off and all this stuff. So... If they go down to 0-2, I feel like it could. you're right, and it could deteriorate pretty quick, quickly. And the fact that Jefferson didn't get that ex extension, it just creates an uncertainty there, and it creates a lot of frustration, I think. with uh, Imagine not just Je how Justin Jefferson feels, but how the players in Minnesota feel that Justin Jefferson didn't get that extension. They're like, man, if they won't even take care of this guy who's clearly the best receiver in the league, what will they do to me? And it just kind of poisons the well. And I think that with some of the plays that Kirk Cousins makes, like you're talking, it could eventually just divide the locker room. And this is a big game. The question is on the Philly side. Do you think that Philly kind of smooths things out because it looked clunky? Or do you think that it's Philly looking clunky? Do you think it's week one? Or do you think that it's the Patriots defense is just really freaking good? Third, third, third. 
I mean, right. I, I think that like if you're not prepared, any defense can eat you up. It's the NFL. They're NFL players. Jared, you know, Jalen Hurts threw a couple dimes. He threw that touchdown pass to Devontae, Devontae Smith early on. They didn't look great. Uh, the running back room is a problem. They don't have a lead runner. They don't have a lead running right. back. Rashad Penny, who I drafted in like the ninth round of fantasy football this year, was a healthy scratch. So if your plan is going in with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, that ain't going to cut it. So right. the fact that like they don't have a real plan there, Kenneth Gainwell is is banged up. Uh, A.J. Brown's still great. Defonte Smith's still great. Dallas Goddard showed nothing in week one. The defense is great. Okay, the deep, but if you want to elevate from where you were last year, there is malaise, there is hangover from the Super Bowl loss, there right. is the preseason, there's been a lot of things that have happened, but this is a bigger game for Philly than it is for Minnesota, regardless of how important it said, this. I just said it was for Minnesota. Like, there's only one team here that really has Super Bowl aspirations right. that can reach them. And it's Philly. The NFC is up for the taking. It's them in San Francisco. San Francisco looked amazing. Philly didn't. They sure did. Yeah, I was off on that one. I thought the Steelers so would I. be competitive in that game. Yep. And they were not even close. I think that was a, a big shocker uh, for me week one. Maybe that kind of evens out because, you know, week one is a liar is what everyone says. But, I mean, yeah. the Colts beat the Chiefs in week three last year. So, is week three a liar too? I don't know. Uh, but the over-under in this one, according to FanDuel, is 49 and a half. You talked about it being a fantasy football extravaganza. You think it's going over that 49 and a half? Yeah, because with Kirk and prime time, that can include a defensive touchdown. Like, True. you know, I mean, Philly can score. Philly can pick, like, they had one against New England early on. Right. Darius Slay on the, on the tip drill, like, almost immediately. Um, That is a sticky number because I don't know. I would probably take the over. Yeah. I would probably take the over, but if you told me it was 24-20, I wouldn't be shocked. I would probably right. take the over just for the case that it's prime time and it's Kirky Baby, and that could result in at least, you know, a strip fumble pickup score or a pick six early in the game, late in the game, doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're 100% you? right. I, yeah. I, I honestly think it's it'll be under. I think we're seeing hmm. – there's a it, uh, I saw something today that uh, throws 15 yards or more we saw the least amount in week one last week than we've seen. Hold on. We've seen the least amount of throws over 15 yards since we've seen in 2000 and since 2006. So it's been nearly 16 years since we saw NFL teams throw the ball this short. And I think that offenses are just getting limited right now. So we're going to talk about that and more in just a moment before we do. It's prize picks time, baby. All right, so here's the thing. I love prize picks. I know Tyler loves prize picks. We yes. at the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On NFL channel love prize picks. Why? Because it's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. There's nothing that comes close. I mean, you can just select two or more players, pick more or, lo more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. I love testing my skills on prize picks this football season because it's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against projections. It's not you against a couple hundred other people, thousands of other people. And you could turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few, with just a few taps. It's really simple to play. I make my picks in under 60 seconds. You can pick up to five projections, 
if they're going to be more or less than the projections went up to 25 times your money. That's, that's it. They even, you know, they love taco Tuesday. They offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like taco Tuesday each Tuesday price picks uh, discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Okay. So this is what you need to do. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Just do it right now. So watch this podcast and then, and then just go do it. Tyler, it's time. Mm-hmm. Like we love the first two segments. We talk about this every week, but this is our locked on NFL Thursday child together. Let's yes. put it that way. Yes. This has become the best, most fun segment in season that we do. It's our mm-hmm. most favorite games to look forward to every week. This time, week two, there are some barn burners. And if you've watched this, first of all, you can follow him at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Uh, Tyler Rowland, Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube for all your Tennessee Titans news. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. All your Arizona Cardinals news, Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. There's one game that I know Tyler's going to pick, so I won't choose it, okay, because there's so much in it. I'm going to pretty much bury lead to just make him say that game first so we can go on to other ones. I will I will go first here with our favorite games of week two, and I will leave that one alone, okay? It's Chiefs in Duval against Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, because uh, Trevor Lawrence – by many metrics, had the best week one. Like, even though he had a couple turnovers, it was an indie. One of them was a weird scoop and score by DeForest Buckner that actually gave mm-hmm. him the lead at the time. Trevor Lawrence looked like, and this is week one, he looked like he now has command over Doug Peterson's offense. Yes. He is the captain, and this is his ship. Like, this is, he, he looked like an adult star NFL quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And we've seen this a bunch where it has it, you know, uh, it only lasts a certain amount of time. And look at what's happened in Buffalo. But for now, mm-hmm. he looks like what everybody thought he was going to be coming out of Clemson. So seeing yeah. him versus the man that he's going to be chasing for the next decade, <laughs> right? In Patrick Mahomes coming off a loss, I feel like that is the marquee matchup, even though it may not be the most important, uh, you know, divisionally, because obviously it's an, it's not an interdivision game. Tyler, what is yours? Speaking of an interdivision game, and I saw uh, the around the NFL guys joking about this last week, but it's true. Inner, intra, divisional, no one really knows what the right one is, but the Ravens against the Bengals, that's the right answer here. I feel shocked. Yeah. I, I know it, it's always so fun for me when you say things like that. And then I got to like make sure that I guess the right thing. And I'm like second guessing myself. Like what if it's not the game that he was thinking? I don't know, but, but I got it right on this one. Yeah. Ravens Bengals can the Bengals rebound is the Ravens new offense for real. It was still a little shaky in week one. The Ravens got a bunch of injuries in week one, man. They are just absolutely cursed with some of those injuries. Uh, Seems like over the last few years, but the Ravens improved to one and zero against a bad Texans team in Week One. The Bengals are not a bad team, but they played bad in Week One. This obviously could be uh, one of these games that we look back at that had a major impact on who won this division. Although the Browns may not care about any of that with the way that they looked in Week One, but it is after all Week One. I don't think anybody thinks that the Bengals are going to be as bad of a team as they looked. 
And I don't know if the Ravens are quite as good as they looked because of their competition. So Ravens-Bengals, obviously, is a game that everyone should be paying attention to. Yeah, and I've got two. I believe they're both both in the afternoon slate. Um, that's not sure I lied right to your faces. There's one in the morning and one in the afternoon. This is, I call it the do it again. Morning for who? For the people on the right coast. <laughs> right. Who don't right. have to wait till 9 o'clock to watch football at night. Or eleven thirty to watch football in Hawaii if you're, you know, if you're, you know, a Hawaii Rainbows fan. Um, it is number one. It's Packers and Falcons. Yes. The do it again. I almost game. picked that over both of the games we just talked about. That yeah, is going to be but, a good one to watch. Well, it's going to be good because we don't know yet. It's going to be good because Atlanta's defense looked okay. It was against Bryce Young, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier look like the best running back duo in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. One game. Desmond Ritter is not – he doesn't deserve that offense, I think. And I right. think that we found right. that. You know, he doesn't he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He's not a good quarterback, in my opinion. He, Tannehill. This is year two. We'll see if he can get some momentum. A good run game will help that, even though we had a pretty mm-hmm. good run game last year, even though there was injuries. And then Jordan Love – Jordan Love looks like Aaron Rodgers part deux after one mm-hmm. week. It was Chicago, but he came out and absolutely balled out. He absolutely yeah. balled out. He controlled the over the offense. He looks like a budding star after one week, but we'll see. So that one, but then the other one, which actually has more, you know, actual ramifications is the 49ers Rams. Rams, do it again. Yep. Yep. You know, Can the Rams if, do it again? Is it for if real? If the Rams beat the 49ers, mm-hmm. because of course they beat the 49ers. Like this is the NFL. Where so far they exactly. come in after, the, yes. you know, this is just, this is what happens. Or San Francisco beats them 40 to three. And San Francisco is the Super Bowl, you know, favorite of head yeah. and shoulders above everybody else in the NFC yeah. or not. So those two are for me. Do it again. Yeah. Uh, the last one that I want to mention, and honestly, after I mentioned this one, I don't see any other games on the schedule that really move me in any way. Um, but it's Raiders-Bills. The Bills obviously coming off that loss yeah. to the Jets. Josh Allen sulking in the press conference. Oh, it's all my fault. Same play, same again. It reminds me of last year. It's clearly in his head and stuff. So uh, the Raiders, I think the Raiders have a chance with the talent that they have on that team. If Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy and just does Jimmy Garoppolo things, they're going to win games. They're going to be competitive. They're going to fight for a, a playoff spot. Probably not the division, but at least a playoff spot. So the Raiders against the Bills, if the Raiders come out and go to 2-0 and over the Bills, we could see two different things happen at one time. We could see the Raiders get some legitimacy and people start to be like, oh, Maybe, and especially like if Jacksonville beats Kansas City and the Raiders are 2-0 and while Kansas City is 0-2, like that's going to create a conversation. And every single year we see teams who we don't expect to be as good as they are, be good, and the Raiders look like they could be a team like that. On the flip side, Alex, something that we have talked about for quite some time now, you can feel the, the ground starting to shake a little bit in Buffalo. You can feel things starting to kind of fall into despair a little bit. If they go to 0-2 after losses to the Jets with Zach Wilson and the Raiders, people are going to start to panic a little bit in Buffalo because those two games were not expected to be, you know, losses for this team. So I think it could really give Buffalo that push off the edge if they lose this game. Stephon Diggs will want out by the trade deadline. I said that this I said this before, and just just because other people have floated it and they're like, no, there's no way that's possible. Think outside the box here. Mm-hmm. 
think outside the box. He's been more unhappy than happy in Buffalo for the last two years during really important times. And if they lose it, which you don't expect them to. I mean, them going to Denver was kind of a surprise, but it was Sean Payton's first game. Russell Wilson coming back. Russell Wilson actually looked pretty good. The Raiders' defense was the star of that show. And Mm -hmm. when you have Buffalo at home, okay, if they lose to a quarterback who just always wins games in Jimmy Garoppolo, we got to put some respect on his name at some point, right? Um, There will be trouble trouble in Orchard Park. Yep. There will be. We've been on it for we've been on it for eighteen months at this point. Yep. Yep. You could see it start to happen. But awesome, man! What what a great show. Uh, locked on Ooh. NFL Thursday. One last question. One last question. Do yes. you think Miami's going to New England for Sunday night? So do you yeah. think that Miami will put up, because it, it's easy to do it at home against, or even on the road against them, just a bad defense, good in name only like the Chargers. If they put up a 30-burger against Bill Belichick's defense, that's a different level of offense. If that happens, Tua is the front runner for MVP out yeah. of two weeks. I mean, two weeks is probably too early to have a front runner for MVP. But if you had to, if that happens, it's it's got to be Tua. And if he wins MVP and it continues, I will eat some crow live on the show because I did not think that Tua had this in him, and he's been been very impressive when he played last year. He was impressive. And that start to the season against the Chargers defense. And the Chargers defense is about to look a lot better than they looked last week because they're playing the Titans offense. And that'll put things into perspective of how good Tua actually was against them well, in week one. Tip but, of the hat to Mike to um to um Mike Dan- Daniel Michael Dan- Yeah. The head coach over yeah. there. Yeah. Mike McDaniel had Mike a great McDaniel. plan. What am I talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens. Anyways, that is going to do it for us here on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Make sure you tune back in tomorrow for Friday where you got Chris Carter and your boy Q breaking down everything heading into the weekend. You guys know what I tell you every single week. Start your weekend early and be safe out there.